Good to see Brian back there. That's pretty remarkable, have surgery like that, be in church that, you know, that's good. Amen. Today we want to, I'd like to finish, and because I want to move on to another series, and, and uh, the last year, this last year, I haven't had any uh, problems dreaming up something to say. And so when I stand up here and give you a message, I believe it's by the Spirit of God. You know, when I was young, I'd, I'd just wring my hands. I'd be nervous. What do you want me to share? What do you want me to share? I don't have any problem with that. I know in my heart. And so we started last week or a couple weeks, been, we've been talking about waking up spiritually. And so let's go on with that. And, and uh, we said that you can be asleep in the spirit as well as asleep in the natural. And it's an hour we need to wake up, church, and be about the Father's business. And so what I I wanted to do is to stir you up and help you recognize areas in your life maybe that you've been spiritually lethargic. How many have ever been lazy? Let me see your hands. Well, we've all been lazy in areas in our life, in the natural, but you can be lazy in the realm of the spirit, okay? And so there's a scripture in in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. It says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Well, if you want light, then you and I need to wake up. If you want revelation, then you need to wake up. It says in the parable of the wise and foolish virgins in Matthew 25, 5, it says, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. There are a lot of Christians that are asleep right now. Asleep at the switch. In um, Mark chapter 13, and I'll just read these to you quickly, then we'll move on. Mark 13, it says, but of that day, verse 32, An hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, and pray, for you do not know when the time is. We don't know the exact date when Christ is coming back. We can know the signs of the season. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house, gave authority to his servants to each his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore. For you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, in the morning, lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So you and I need to be watching. You and I need to be alert. Luke 21, verse 34 in the Message Bible, it says, but be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise, that day is going to take you by complete surprise. Spring on you suddenly like a trap, for it's going to come on everyone, everywhere, at once. So whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch. Pray constantly that you will have the strength and wits to make it through everything that's coming 
and end up your, on your feet before the Son of Man. Romans 13 says, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-to-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. I like that. Be up and awake. Everyone say, be up and awake to what God is doing. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Awake to righteousness and sin not. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 6 states, So let's not sleepwalk through life like those others. Let's keep our eyes open and be smart. Now, what are some of the warning signs of spiritual lethargy or of being asleep spiritually? What are some of the signs? Number one, not interested in going to church. Not interested in evangelism. You could care less if someone's going to hell. Let that one sink in. There are all kinds of people out there today. How many of you know there's all kinds? I go to Walmart just to keep my heart soft. There are all kinds of people. All shapes and sizes, all different intellects, all different backgrounds. Many come from abused homes. Many are orphans. Many of them don't even have parents. Never been raised by a godly parent. They're all out there. And you walk by them every day. You meet them on the street. You, you're, you work with people like that. And it's real easy just to, you know, make some snide remark about somebody the way they are. But Christ died on a cross for them too. And if you find yourself not interested in things like that, your heart is grown hardened. And it's a warning sign, and it's a dangerous place to be when you don't give a flip about anybody else but you. But that's one of the signs of living in the last days. Lovers of self. Consumed with self. I'm I'm concerned about me and what's mine. And you don't care about anybody else. That's not a good place to be. Not interested in reading the Bible. Listen, there, there's days I'm not interested in reading the Bible. So don't, don't sit there and feel, leave here, feel condemned. We all, we all wake up sometimes just, we don't feel very spiritual. Is it just me? I'm the preacher. You mean, pray, pastor, there's days you just don't feel like praying. Yeah. You you don't feel like reading the Bible. Yeah. But that separates the men from the boys. Because the spiritual ones will pull themselves up by the bootstraps and say, I got to do it. Whether I feel like it or not, I've got to get my nose in the book. 
And it's not so much about quantity, how much you read every day. I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful when the Spirit of God will, will just highlight a scripture or a word will pop out. I, I'm excited because the next area I believe we're going to go into, if we get done here today, I want to spend a lot of time talking about the goodness of God. How good God is. And every day we need to thank God. We, in every good and every perfect gift comes down from a father. He's, he's a good God. Say he's a good God. Yes, he is a good God. So there's, there's warning signs. Just a little warning sign. That one, I don't know, pretty good timing there. That was by the Spirit. Did Pastor set that? No, I didn't touch that. That just went off by itself. What's that mean, folks, when that goes off? What? Wake up! First Peter 4. Look at that, would you please? Might not get. I'm, I'm not going to try to give it all to you today. If we don't get done, we'll get done next week. And this, this for some reason clicked with me a couple weeks ago when I read this scripture. <clears throat> it says in verse seven of chapter four. And who is this? Who wrote this? Peter. But the end of all things is at hand, therefore be what? What's your Bible say? Serious or sober-minded and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. And see, that's another sign. If you don't have love in your heart for, for the world, that's a sign that there's a, there's a spiritual problem. There's a heart issue. And if you find yourself that way, some, listen, we all go through life. Do you ever get upset with people? Just, just me and Abe. I guess just Abe and I, Micah too. But, you know, we, I guess we just get upset with people. No, we, we all do, right? But we got, we got to make sure we guard, we guard our heart. I, this is funny. Yesterday, when Mike and I were going down the road, <laughs> Mike is the thing is, Carl, do you do you see yourself and your kids once in a while? Does it scare the bejeebers out of you? It does me. Because Mike and I are going down the street, turning off of Omaha Avenue on going north on first, and mom and dad, or should I say grandma and grandpa on their bicycles. And it wouldn't have been so bad, but they had helmets on, and they had tight clothes on. They were wannabe young people bikers, and they knew the signals, and they're, they're right in front of us, and I wanted to get by in the left lane to turn north, but oh no, they were in front of me, two bicyclists. They would not defer and so I had to slow way down. And they're giving the signals and what they're doing. She was. He wasn't. He was, she was the type A, and he was in the back just following mama. 
And by this time, Micah, I didn't have, I don't have to say anything anymore, Carl, because he speaks for me. It just came out of him. And I'm thinking, yeah, I agree with you, but you know, they're just grandma and grandpa. And I knew, he says, I just want to, I want to roll down the window. I want to, and I, I said, Micah? And I think I said, Jesus loves them too, or something. I don't try to be, you know, I try to be spiritual. It doesn't work with them. So I quit it a long time ago. And so now they turn left and then they're in the left lane. I'm still behind them. And I thought, certainly they're going to pull into that gas station. Yeah, Micah keeps going to himself. Get on the sidewalk. Get on the sidewalk. Get on the sidewalk. And see, the thing, the salvation for me was, I kept thinking to myself, that could be me. (laughs) And I do have a helmet, but I refuse to wear it. I might be nerdy, but I'm not that nerdy. And so they're going north. Finally, she gives a signal and gets over. And Mike is just... (laughs) And I'm just, you know, and I look over and the guy looks over to us and he goes. <laughs> Micah says, well, I wanted to do something to give them a sign. But I, and I said, Micah. <laughs> so there are people like that. Micah, there will always be people like that. You work at Lou's. Yes, Vicky, Right. But you still got to love them. Peter had this revelation. Why did Peter have a revelation of being awake spiritually, of watching and and sober-minded? Why? I gave you the answer last week because we went back to the Gospels. Because what was Peter and the disciples doing in the garden when Jesus reprimanded them? Wake up! We got to get going. And how many times he went back and they were asleep. Finally, Peter got a revelation. He needed to be awake. Okay, we'll look at one more and we'll we'll quit. And we'll finish this next week, I promise. Look at Matthew 13. I'll give you one more. I guess if you do ride a bike, if you're older, do wear a helmet. But if you want to, it's up to you. It's not a state law that you have to wear a helmet on a bicycle, but you have to wear one on a motorcycle. There's some consequences of sleeping, and I'll give you one, and then we'll quit. Matthew 13. Consequences of sleeping spiritually. Matthew 13 and verse Let's start with uh, 24. This is the parable of the wheat and the tares. It says, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Now look at verse 25 because this is one I want you to highlight in your Bibles. But while men, but while men slept, his enemy came. Boy, that's a great, just to leave you right there hanging and leave today. If you can remember anything I told you today, 
remember that. While men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Wow. So that means, Pastor, when I'm asleep at the switch, sleeping like an old lazy dog by the fire, does that mean the enemy's going to come? Yep. Yeah, he will. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. <clears throat> Gordon Lindsay write it, writes in this, he wrote about um, this parable, but I just want to read what I highlighted. He said, we are told that while men slept, the devil came and sowed his evil seed or tares. The mischief was done while men slept. The words of the parable are very suggestive. Now listen. In other words, men were at fault. Not God's fault. Not the enemy's fault. Not your neighbor's fault. It's your fault, my fault. In other words, men were at fault. The parable is speaking a spiritual truth and refers not to physical sleep, but to the fact that those who were watchmen of the field failed to be on alert as they should have been. Had they been watching, they would have spied the enemy and frustrated his efforts. The church, had she been on the watch, now this was written back when Gordon Lindsay, back in the 60s and 70s, that's when his ministry was strong. The church, had she been on the watch should have prevented the rise of the evil cults. Now remember the parable. You have the wheat and you have the tares. But either she was not on the alert or else tried to use methods that were not in accordance with Christ's instructions. We will note this presently. Today we witness the vast multitude of tares that have been sown. Christian science, Jehovah Witnesses, spiritualism, Mormonism, unity, and a host of others are a few examples of cults which have arisen. They all work in the same subtle manner. They distribute their literature quietly. People wake up in the morning and find it under their doors. Asleep at the switch. The stand up this morning. So when you leave today, what are you going to remember? What? The enemy came while they slept. Are you sleeping spiritually? Don't answer. Don't want to hear it because there will be people here that are sleeping spiritually, but they're going to say it just because a preacher wants them to say it. It's between you and God. But I want you to wake up. I said, I want you to wake up. Wake up spiritually. Awake to righteousness and sin not.